वेलकम एवरीवन टू एपिसोड थर्टी वन ऑफ द पन का व्यू पॉडकास्ट वॉट अ वीक ऑफ फुटबॉल दिस हैज बीन आई यू नो यू हर्ड द पन प्रीवियस पॉडकास्ट एंड यू हेयर मी से वॉट अ वीक वॉट अ वीक बट दिस हैज बीन एन एक्शन पैक्ट वीक फुल ऑफ इंसिडेंट्स सो लेट आज फर्स्ट ऑफ ऑल इंट्रोड्यूस आर सेल्स आई एम होस्ट प्रसाद भुतकर एंड ज्वाइनिंग मी इज माई को होस्ट सुप्रतिम गुप्ता थर्टी वन एपिसोड नंबर थर्टी वन वेल too many incidents in the week starting off with the kappa and sari incident so let's just give our listeners supro what we are going to do in the episode today and we are going to talk about the kappa sari incident from the karabao cup final city winning the first trophy of the season united versus liverpool a toothless liverpool side uh, which failed to beat an injury prone united side at old trafford united slightly the better side towards the going towards uh, the end of the match you, you so a failed opportunity for liverpool to go 3 points clear of manchester city also arsenal beating southampton messi's 50th hattrick of the career and a lot more to re- preview on chelsea tottenham and the el clasico in the midweek let's introduce our co-host supratim gupta who's a bit not unwell this week but is going to go full power on the kappa chelsea uh sorry incident and supro a lot of questions to ask you by the way how are you doing by the way yeah down with the throat infection Thro- um um no, uh is it because of the balboro cigarettes that uh, you stole from sari or <laughs> that's what a doctor asked me but i said that no i support arsenal and my manager didn't <laughs> so so supro kappa sari imagine yourself as sari now and tell me what was what kepa did was player power or did he take advantage of the situation that there is a transfer ban what exactly happened in during that moment yeah so what kepa did was, was clearly undermine sari's authority in the dressing room and there and before the game there were also rumors that maybe sari has lost a dressing room you know and but given the performance that chelsea put in the game it chelsea did exactly what sari azam would do that was that play in a conservative manner and play on the counter attack so i thought that maybe all those rumors about sari losing the dressing room was a bit premature hmm. but what uh, kepa did at that game that clearly showed who's the boss at that club and that are the players yeah. the player power at chelsea right it's absolute peak and it's a culture that they have developed over the years and now it has boiled over to an ex- such an extent that players simply don't care what the managers you know want of them mm. if they think that they deserve to stay on the pitch they will stay on the pitch irrespective of the manager and that has brought a lot of shame to chelsea because <laughs> what could have been an absolute final what could have been a great final for them and Absolutely. they might have even won it had cavalero come on and saved the penalties mm. it uh, turned out to be an absolute disaster for them and kepa was holding his hamstring yeah. if you see the aguero penalty he could a fit goalkeeper might have saved that maybe he wasn't too sure you you never know about penalties but i felt caballero might have saved that it's always a uh, you know doubtful thing but yeah there are always ifs and buts but do you think sari overreacted there throwing the notebook and you know heading off the stadium uh, trying to same t- tell them i'm tired of this job i'm quitting <laughs> goodbye I think Sari never faced this before in his career, so it he it took him a bit aback that a player was openly defying his decision, and that is why Sari absolutely got agitated and started throwing his notes, started throwing his uh, notebook, almost quit the game, quit the almost le- left the stadium. Mm. And I can understand that because if uh, Kepa was actually injured and 
even after that he stayed on the pitch that was a very that was very selfish of him mm, yeah at the end of the day he caused his team a title uh, but if it was a misunderstanding and it cost lo- it got lost in translation because mm. because of the uh because of the game because of the uh, uh the because of the game because the it was such a big occasion that you know obviously gets some of the decisions wrong then i can understand that that it was a big misunderstanding and chelsea should put this uh, situation behind them and close the situation because they already have their fine kepa a week's wages and they are donating it to the chelsea foundation which is a good thing it, it makes up for good pr because their pr was absolutely damaged by this incident at yep. the carabao final so now from here it is it is very interesting to see whether kepa plays any more games for chelsea and how sari reacts to the situation and how his authority is cha- is whether his authority authority is challenged anymore by the players or whether he has total command over dressing room and you know it's a real time thing we just read just a few minutes back before we started this episode that kepa was fined one week's wages and what exactly is the official statement from chelsea on this incident have they decided to put it behind themselves is sari going to bench kepa now Well, it is clear by the official statement that Chelsea are going to put them put this incident behind them because at the moment they are in the Europa League, they are facing a fight to full finish uh, to qualify for the Champions League by finishing in the top four. And Kepa in his statement clearly said that he didn't want to uh, undermine Sadi's authority, but uh, it was his fault that he didn't obey the orders, and as a result, he apologized to the fans, to the players, and to the manager himself. And he was ready to take any sort of punishment that the club gave to him. Hmm. And Chelsea and Sari on the other hand also said that it was a big misunderstanding, and he has put this incident behind him, and that incident was closed in, at Wembley itself. So clearly, Chelsea are communicating in, communicating in a way where they want they want they don't want to show themselves as, at a position where, where they are vulnerable hmm. because yeah. that could affect the performances on the pitch and hmm. which is fine which is absolutely professional of them but if but now it has been uh, the elephant in the room has been addressed hmm. there was always this murmurs about whether player power was actually that dominant at chelsea but the incident with Sa- with kepa and sari proved that it is yeah. it is actually dominant yeah, now if they want to prevent any such incidents in the near future then sari has to take total authority of the dressing or they have to implement some sort of structure in the club what happens if this was alex ferguson or allegri or a gattuso the, does the player get shipped off yeah it already happened with david beckham and manchester absolutely that that's where i wanted to take the view, uh, listeners to and uh, so the news the, the bottom line from this is that kepa did refused to come off there was a misunderstanding sari wanted him off uh, there are dubious calls you know sari might have wanted caballero for the penalty shootout but uh, knowing sari and knowing that how he wanted you know uh wa- didn't want to take a risk with the situation he wanted to bring out kepa because of because of the fact that he was holding his hamstring and that kepa refused to do that and the w- in the way he did that things were blown out of proportion yeah, there is no clarity on that situation whether that in that situation was made out of injury or whether it was a tactical absolutely and you know uh, you know in all fairness to uh, everyone when the board goes up and you are being called off you should be coming off rather than you know uh, stand there wave your hands uh, say no it's completely disrespectful the entire world was watching and sari was fuming i think a simeone would have run, ran on the pitch and you know <laughs> made kepa run the entire field <laughs> 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 gattuso would have squashed his balls 
टॉटी वुड हैव गिवन हिम एरिक कैंटोना और टॉटी वुड हैव गिव हिम यू नो किक अ ड्रॉप किक समथिंग दैट कैंटोना डिड बट दैट्स दैट एंड कैपा इजेंट सारी एज वी वुड लाइक टू से और इज इट टू लेट टू से सारी द वर्ड सारी इज बीन यूज लॉन्ग लॉर्ड ऑफ टाइम्स ऑल्सो मेक श्योर दैट द मालब्रो सीगरेट सेल इज गॉन गोइंग हाई एवरी वीक इट्स द बेस्ट टाइम फॉर मालब्रो सीगरेट्स ऑल्सो वी डू नॉट एनकरेज स्मोकिंग बट सुप्रो वन सो मच एक्शन इन दिस साइड ऑफ द काराबाओ कप लेट्स गो ऑन टू मैनचेस्टर यूनाइटेड वर्सेज लेवरपूल मैनचेस्टर यूनाइटेड साइड दैट सॉ three subs inside the first half uh, jesse lingard already being injured and then i think his hamstring popped when he was brought on again liverpool looking toothless mohammed salah yet again not performing against a big six side do you think this was a result that everyone was looking out for or a failed opportunity for liverpool yeah and it is kind of ironical that we all expected the action packed fixture to be liverpool versus manchester united and it turned out to be so dull <laughs> the only talking points were the injuries that took place at in the first half correct and as you said i think it's a big, big missing op- missed opportunity for liverpool because clearly manchester united struggled after the injuries and their game plan was thrown out of the window and now they all had to do was protect themselves from conceding a goal absolutely and hit them on a counter which they did from an offside position to smalling i think it was a own goal from matip and other than that i, I hardly remember liverpool creating any sort of chance i think uh, salah was totally having a very poor game he he never threatened the defense of manchester united hmm. and i think they also missed trend Ar- alexander arnold a lot because milner was very porous throughout the game he couldn't you know do the job of full back running up, up and down the pitch absolutely and his crosses were also not that good so overall i think jurgen uh, klopp missed a trick by choosing uh, by not choosing the right 11 I can understand why he didn't pick Trent Arnold because of the injury problem that he has had in the recent past with yeah. his foot, and he didn't want to, you know, jeopardize his place in the team. So I can understand that. But in a big game like Manchester United, where three points are on the line, and they know that if they win this game, then it puts the pressure back on Manchester City. I think it's a big miss opportunity. Absolutely, and now it means that they're just one point ahead. and uh, liverpool have to have the majority of the fixtures in there against them because uh, i think liverpool have uh, tottenham that are coming up liverpool also uh, face uh, chelsea and liverpool also have some other games united liverpool is done city on the other hand have the manchester derby that could be you know manchester united could be the title deciders there if uh, it doesn't go well for the uh, pep guardiola side but uh, supro a quick statement also on arsenal versus soton a game that could have ended you know in a bit uh, a tennis score line for arsenal who could have scored six lacazette scoring that uh, first goal mikitarian smart and quickly uh, good enough to pounce on the second chance a defensive mistake from sunderland uh, what was the talking points from this game could have scored 6-0 and uh, how good was bernard leno Yeah, Leno was fantastic throughout the game. I think since the Wolves game at home, where he made all those saves, I think this has been his best game in an Arsenal shirt. Clearly, he made he made sure that we kept a clean sheet. That red ball chance was the biggest chance Southampton had throughout the game, and in the in the one v one situation, and he mm. kept it out beautifully. Mm. And as for that tennis goal, then yes, absolutely, Arsenal should have been five or six nil up in the first half itself. Like I said, missed some glorious chances with his left foot. And I think Kolasinac was fantastic throughout the game. Evovi was fantastic throughout the game. Sir Grant Jaka absolutely dominated the midfield. 
and uh, coming to Iwobi's performance, I think the faith Unai Emery has put in him throughout the season is finally reaping its rewards because uh, Iwobi clearly looked the player that you know made his breakthrough season under Arsene Wenger two years ago, where he was playing absolutely fantastic hmm. and he was full of confidence and that's the EOB I saw against Southampton absolutely the Everton away game where he latched on to that ball from Bellerin and scored his first goal for the club well when wonderful uh, weekend for football fans also let's build up to what's coming up in the week now for us and uh, you have Chelsea versus Tottenham so up from it will be you know at Stamford Bridge that too at Stamford Bridge so Maurizio, Maurizio Pochettino, Maurizio Pochettino did something in the weekend against Burnley where he totally lost it after the game and confronted Mike Dean. Uh, Sari has go- gone on and confronted Kepa. Even if that can be called as a confrontation, it is behind the doors. But uh, advantage Chelsea, advantage Tottenham, your takeaway from the game that what might happen and what do you think will be the scoreline, your predictions? Yeah, it was a very ugly confrontation between uh, Pochettino and Mike Dean. The FA have banned uh, Mike Dean from future Tottenham games while they have charged Pochettino for the comments and the confrontation that he made. And I think now, right now this game is a very feisty fixture because there, there have been so many fights between players in this game. Hmm. We clearly remember the 2-2 draw at Stamford Bridge where uh, Tottenham lost the title <laughs> and in the recent past I think Tottenham have been the most dominant team in this fixture because they won 4 out of the last <coughs> 5 games mm, to put they pressure en- yeah, yeah and they ended their you know 28 year long wait to win at Stamford Bridge last year mm. when Dele Ali scored a brace so uh, so yeah the I think it's a, it's an open game anything can happen the history history will certainly play a part on it as Chelsea points out you know, but Tottenham, with the Tottenham, there's always a history that plays a part in them. <laughs> so, uh, so anything can ha- happen. And, 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 and the, the Chelsea putting in a very good performance against Manchester City in the Carabao Cup final because they took them till the extra time and they, it was nil-nil. Yeah. So going from 6-0 to a nil-nil, that's a big improvement. And that so was a tactical masterclass yeah. almost. If not for that Kepa incident, that Kepa incident, show, you know, uh, overshadowed this tactical performance. It was... Inch perfect. And I think Sari had Pep where he wanted. Also, there are some injuries to uh, the Manchester City side, which Pep will, because they have the squad depth, they will deal with that. But, um, you know, one more talking point from the week is Lionel Messi. And building up to the El Clasico. Well, Supero, there's no doubt what what kind of a player Lionel Messi is and what he does. His 50th career hat-trick, single-handedly carrying Barcelona past Sevilla. A hat-trick and an assist to Luis Suarez. Do you think Lionel Messi is the one that is, you know, going to be solely responsible for them? Anything that they win this season? Absolutely. Absolutely. In the past, they had the front three of Neymar, Suarez and Messi. That could, you know, equally share the credit the, the credit and the dividends that Barcelona produced. But at the moment, they have, they have a striker in Suarez who is clearly in a decline. Dembele is blowing hot and cold. The same can be said about Coutinho as well. And Malcolm hasn't performed the uh, the expectation that Barcelona thought. So everything is dependent on Messi, and the fact that he scored three and assisted one proves that without him, Barcelona lose that game. Absolutely. Because defensively, they are a shambles at the moment. Mm. They have been, they, I think they have considered almost each of the games in the La Liga. I don't even remember the last time they kept a clean sheet, home or away. So uh, Lionel Messi is clearly staking his claim for to be the greatest of all time. 
the performances that is putting in there's no zavi there is no iniesta there is no neymar all the players that you know everyone thought played a part in lionel messi's search to superstardom but at the moment lionel messi is proving why he is the best there is the best there was the best there will be and supro there's one more thing that we would like to share now because claude puel was sacked was yeah. leicester city board of claude puel and here's a latest on this rogers granted permission to speak to leicester is what i'm hearing do you think brendan rogers is the right guy to take over at leicester i think so because let's say quite a, a few british players in them and uh, brendan rogers actually manages a team that is full of british players yeah so that is i think one of the factors why uh, leicester city are appointing brendan rogers and with claude puel uh, it was pretty clear that he lost the dressing room Absolutely. and by isolating the star player in jamie wardy he didn't do any favors for himself rather than putting his axe on the foot so uh, it was inevitable the sacking of uh, claude puel and i think the appointment of renan rogers is a very interesting one because rogers won pretty much everything with celtic at in scotland and now you know he has a rebuilding job at leicester city and also has a rebuilding job to you know build his reputation in english football and also one last thing on this podcast i want to ask you is that is player power becoming the trend now in the modern day football are managers going to lose their jobs because a player is throwing tantrums he doesn't is not agreeing with the decisions of the manager is it his salary is it no longer that the player wants to play for the badge and for the money and for the fame is it that you know the managers will be the victims of such uh, incidents in the future worryingly so because the players at the moment they are not only represented by their family they are represented by their agents they are represented by the by the media team their pr team even their doctors their personal fitness trainers you know a player's life isn't just situated to for playing his football isn't just you know centered to playing a football game for his football club and then go home there's there's so many factors that are involved in being a football player in a modern game and one could sense that because of that there's they develop a false sense of ego where they think that they are bigger than the club they're bigger than the manager that is that gave them the opportunity to play for that club so obviously it's a worrying trend at the moment that that how big a player power is and in a club like chelsea it has you know come full full blown to a point that chelsea have to have have had to take an action you know to curb it a bit PSG is also one more place where player power is at its absolute peak with the with the signing of Neymar and other players. It was one of the reasons why Emery, you know, had to quit PSG. So, in I don't see it, you know, going any down in the future. But if football clubs have to, you know, maintain some some sort of success and some sort of sanity in their dressing room, then they have to place in a structure where mm. the player power doesn't go out of control. Absolutely, wonderfully summed up by Supro. And there's so much to talk again in the week. But this is what happened in the weekend, and that's what's coming up in the midweek. Don't forget that there's a Coppa Italia match between AC Milan and Lazio. There's an El Clasico, the second leg of the Copa del Rey between Real Madrid and Barcelona at the Bernabeu. There's Chelsea versus Tottenham at Stamford Bridge. There's Arsenal versus Bournemouth in the league. Crystal Palace versus Manchester United, and also don't forget to follow the Liverpool West Ham game. Supro, is it? No, it's not the Liverpool West Ham game. It's the City and the City, City West Ham game. and liverpool play, liverpool play watford so even that is a big big game considering the fact that they are just one point ahead of manchester city so 
that's all from this episode of the panenka view episode 31 has been fun there have been so many incidents and i hope we've done justice to the kepasari incident a different perspective from our end don't forget to follow us on social media give us a follow on instagram and twitter also we are on 11 audio platforms including hub hopper google and apple if you are considering primary and spotify as well anchor Yes your host Prasad Bhutkar signing out with Supratim Gupta bye bye guys